So, welcome to episode three of season three. If you just joined, this is Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and I'm joined by the ever so lovely Robin <laughs> of Attired Witch on Instagram. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank everyone who wrote us reviews for our giveaway. Yes. It was really amazing. We got so many reviews and they were all so They were just really nice to read. And like, yes, I understand that people were writing reviews because of the giveaway, but the people who did write them, I at least felt like what you were saying was genuine. Maybe you were gassing us up. I don't know. <laughs> but Especially the one that was like, Maria's voice is really calming. It's like... Oh, you're very you sweet. Have a calming voice, though. <laughs> you I do. speak like a cheerleader. <laughs> no, you don't. If anybody speaks like a cheerleader, bitch, it's me. I'm from fucking the Bay Area in California. <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> you don't. Valley you girl. speak like an artsy kid. Artsy fucking Thanks, I kid. am an artsy kid. Actually, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> But yes. Yeah. Thank you guys so, so much. And I will say before we get into this episode, leaving things like reviews for us, like, you know, things like um, uh, giveaways aside, sincerely helps the podcast in such a major way. We really, really appreciate it. And if you are willing to take the time to leave one, we we will kiss you metaphorically on the lips because as I always say on here, consensual hugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And don't forget that Spotify also does now review. Yes. So. Yes. So yes. Thank Give you. us reviews. Review us. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> If this is your first week listening to us, every single week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how we can use them magically. That being said, the nearest one to this date, to the date at which this is launched. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I liked it. I dig Thank it. You. Do the whole podcast in that voice. Yes, the date please. to which this is launched, like some sort of like old fashioned um, newscaster. Audience. Yeah, or audiobook. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Sorry. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> uh, it is going to be on March 2nd. It is the new moon in Pisces. And new moons in general, we've talked about this a bajillion times at this point. They deal with uh, fresh starts. They also deal with closures and rebirth of that. It is very similar to the death card. One chapter mm -hmm. ends, a new one begins. Now, that being said, the new moon in Pisces therefore makes this very much so like the death card. It's a bit of an emotional moon. And as things come to a close, you might find yourself feeling a little bit sensitive towards that and working on healing magic for yourself to kind of come to terms with this new closure that's going on for you. This isn't to say, of course, that you're going to have some traumatic event, but if you are working on closure in general, this is a new moon that is really, really good with pairing on healing magic for that. Pisces moons are also very good for creativity and intuition. So you might find yourself looking to towards your um, 
well, I was going to say tarot cards, but any form of divination that you practice <laughs> to get <laughs> a deeper insight to yourself and your practice. Um, and you might be focusing on magic to blossom creativity. I don't know why, but right now I'm feeling very tarot card heavy. It's the death card moon. You can you you can tone in energies of the empress or of the you know high priestess. This new moon, <laughs> the high priestess coincidentally also works or is the the card that is associated with Pisces. So I don't know. I'm feeling very tarot heavy right now. Don't ask me why don't worry about it (laughs) we're here for it (laughs) um this if you're going if you're somebody who uses the new moons to set intention or like manifestation type goals the pisces new moon would be really good time to set intentions that are focused on real big creative boosts in your life or chasing your dreams whatever those dreams might be um yeah, so it's a it's yeah. a pretty it's a pretty big and blossoming new moon, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, Pisces is such a dreamy sign. Like mm-hmm. it's great for spell work. It's great for like lucid as dreaming, you said, divination, especially lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. But since it's also the new moon, I think setting the intentions to maybe have lucid, more lucid dreaming and stuff like that. Sure, yeah, great. Yeah, maybe make a little you know little bag for yourself um, to lucid dream with and. As you use it through until the full moon, I would also go ahead and charge it under the full moon, too, so you can keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Thanks. It's it's a big moon, guys. It's real big. Um, (laughs) And there's a lot of big feels that come with it. So I guess my closing statement on this is that if you are feeling extra emotional this new moon... Mm -hmm. It is okay to step back and say, you know what, I'm actually not in the headspace to do magic or spell work right now because I am in the feels and you should just focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see what the dark moon's going to be. Oh, and the dark moon's going to be in Pisces too. Yeah. So unemotional times for yeah. everybody. I think yeah. shadow work will definitely be pivotal then. So um, take I care of yourself, babies. I did not say that the dark moon was going to be in Pisces because I didn't want to scare anyone. And yet, here you are. <laughs> Look, shadow work's very important. I'm going to bring it up. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, as we say every podcast, if you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a tarot card. We go over the universal meanings and then our own interpretations of the cards. This is just to help others form their own opinions just like for like beginners or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings so this week we are talking about the empress on this card we see our goddess the empress lounging on a cushioned chair she is wearing a flowing gown decorated in roses it gives the impression that she may or may not be pregnant She wears a crown of stars and holds a golden scepter in her right hand. We see the symbol for femininity near near her, and she is surrounded by a field of wheat, a flowing stream, 
and a trees behind her. The universal um, keywords of this card are fertility, growth, and abundance. So I actually view this card kind of differently than most readers, and I'm sure Robin will view it definitely different as well. <laughs> but how dare you? So, <laughs> so for me. The Empress and the Queen of Pence are very similar beings. Both are extremely nurturing and motherly figures. But I do feel as though the Empress is more selfish of a figure. And I want to stress that most of the time, um, not in a bad way. Like, we all have to be selfish sometimes. But why I think that way is that she's the Empress. She gets what she wants. She prioritizes the causes that she believes in. And when she believes in you, she gives you everything you need to thrive. She is a creature of luxury. She pampers herself and she surrounds herself with things that bring her comfort. She is also a central being who loves her body and sex. So with all that in mind, she comes into reading upright in a positive spot. It shows that like someone is taking up space for themselves. They are doing the self care they are saying i want that and i'm going to get it because i deserve it they may be also helping others manifest their dreams and they may even be exploring their sensuality she is kind of like angelina jolie she's an amazing mother but she is also a central creature she is in a spot in life where her privilege where she has the privilege to help out a lot with like amazing causes but she also still does things that she is passionate about like acting now, sometimes this card falls in a negative spot, and when she is upright, it shows that she is enjoying all those things in excess. It's kind of like what people thought of Marie Antoinette, what Marie Antoinette was doing, living lavishly, focusing too much on self-care, and outside of the Marie Antoinette comparison, it can also show sometimes smothering those we care about because, because we want them to thrive, and we need to kind of like back off and give them distance. How do you view this card, Robin? You know what? I actually view this very similarly, similarly to you. Um, (gasps) Hear me out. So you have the Emperor card, right? Uh, I view the Mm -hmm. Emperor and the Empress to be the mom and dad of the tarot deck. And I say that in the respect of stereotypical, you know, um, nuclear home kind of ideals, right? So mm-hmm. you have like the emperor who is the dad. He is the boss, macho, you know, rules and order and blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. But in an actual nuclear household, at least, I mean, I'm Latino, so maybe this is a different experience for other people. But at least in mm-hmm. my household, dad gets to sit and pretend that he's in charge. And has his rules in order. But mom (laughs) is actually in charge. She is the matriarch of the household. She is the one who makes sure that everyone is taken care of, including herself. She... It's her vision, her creativity, her insight, her ideas, everything, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But ultimately, she is in charge and she is guiding everyone to the end destination, whatever that might be. Um, mm-hmm. So I very much so see this in a similar light to you, just for slightly different reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. In that, you know, she is nurturing all these things. She is the bringer of life. She is the creative, the 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 nurturer, the growth, the fer- the the fertilizer of our ideas. Um, but she mm-hmm. does all that because she is subtly in charge, and by that. I mean, the brains behind the face, if you will. Yeah. She needs to believe in you. It, like, believe in yeah. your cause to a do things percent. for you. 
exactly you better um, have and, a damn good reason <laughs> and like this is just in my opinion a really really good example of how like i know i've just started that series on tick tiktok on instagram reels whatever that's like my mm-hmm. unhinged upg with tarot um, but this is a really Love good example of that is of how our personal life experience kind of shape this you know standard definition of something mm-hmm. to me a mom because of my background has mm-hmm. a slightly different maybe meaning to somebody else's idea of a mother mm-hmm. yeah i love that Thanks. I love Thanks. your brain. Oh, they have to go brain. A real big brain. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm really smart, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about a very requested topic. When I say very requested, I think it's, we've been asked it at least like three or four times a month since I announced that I was pregnant, right? Yeah. And it was a lot in our like giveaway post yeah. too, because we asked everyone if they had any things they wanted us to talk about. And this was like a lot of different comments. So I guess the cat's out of the bag. And that's, we're both MILFs. <laughs> it's a listen, guys. It's a burden <laughs> somebody has to bear. <laughs> and we're going to be the ones to do it. And we're more than happy. Sorry. I'm so happy sorry, I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> we are the Emperor's card. Literally. That's, yes. Did you guys notice that we picked that one on purpose? Um <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about being a witch and a parent slash incorporating our witchlings with magic and kind of what that looks like it's been incredibly requested by people um yeah uh excited yeah um it's it's one of those things that i i know that both of us for the most part keep our children off of social media but we also both are not shy about Mm -hmm. the fact that we are mothers and we're both also at two very different points of being mothers um my baby is less than a year old and maria's baby (laughs) is basically on their way to getting a driver's license it's fucked up (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> They're just about to turn into teenager. Let's not, like, these, the next basically, three years are going to pass by fast. They're yeah. basically already getting a 401k. It's totally psychotic. Um, they got a timeshare in Mexico. It makes me sad. <laughs> what? Why was I not told? I want to go. You're not invited. Sorry. Um, big kids oh, only. Bullshit. <laughs> um yeah so we thought that it would be a pretty cool pretty cool perspective considering the fact that we both are at two totally different stages of being moms moms yes so that being said maria the first big question everybody wants to know is how do you have the time how do you got the energy to do magic at all please explain (laughs) okay so i'll i'll admit like the first year of my witching's witchling's life i did almost nothing i felt like i was on a robot an autopilot my wife was in a very demanding job and i was like the sole parent for most of the time it was rough Mm -hmm. but like after that it did get easier i feel like 
the smaller they are, the more you have to reprioritize things. Yes, make time for yourself magically or otherwise, but you'll definitely you're definitely not at the point you were pre-parenthood. It is just a reality Mm -hmm. we all have to face because you can't be doing what you used to do. And that's okay. Like, and I think in that instance, um, I think that if you are in a partnership, having a supportive one is key. You should feel supported always like magically or not. But if you need time and your partner isn't doing anything or it's your time to chill, you should be able to count on your partner to help. If you can't, and maybe some, it might be some time, you know, time to have those tough discussions and shadow work, if you will. And if you're like a single mother or also have a partner in a demanding job, I recommend trying to embrace the chaos. <laughs> Make sure the little ones are safe, turn on some music, dance around with them, do your spell work, create a fun, like a fun magical atmosphere. That is key. I think like so many witches feel like they have to be alone or the mood has to be just right. You know, the candles are lit. It's quiet. You can hear the crickets. But that just is not the a reality for a lot of trees witches. are bare. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just trying to force that will actually lead you to burnout. And if you think about it, like, um, like in pagan, like old, old pagan times, you know, involving family and being times. rambunctious and stuff like that while they were um, <laughs> doing magic and stuff like that was the norm. Like, so if you are interrupted, I promise you won't interrupt your spell. Like the spirit, like spirit knows how hard parents work. They understand. Now, <laughs> if you have teenagers or tweens who listen to like music or play video games or just generally loud i recommend like investing in a good pair of noise canceling headphones because i wear mine a lot (laughs) i not only have like a witchling who loves music and video games but i also have two really loud dogs who like to bark at shadows so having noise canceling headphones has been a lifesaver for when i'm doing magic um But yeah, so for myself, I just, I do most of my magic work while the witch is at school or doing something on their own or at night when they're asleep. Yeah. Um, So how about you? I mean, I'm going to mirror some of the things that you said. Noise canceling headphones and white noise specifically, 12 out of 10. Greatest (laughs) investment that has ever happened to me. Um, When it comes to doing (laughs) magic of any kind... I'm in a really privileged position where both my partner and I work from home. So our parenting duties is pretty close to 50-50. I mean, there are days where I have our baby all day long and my husband's not around. Mm -hmm. But then there's days where he pretty much has our baby all day long and I'm not around because I'm working. Um, And I have found in my routine that I wake up quite early uh pretty much when the sun comes up so 6 30 ish and mm-hmm. i'll nurse our baby and then put the baby to bed with their dad and i take the mm-hmm. mornings for myself so i do any kind of like prayer spell work meditation etc in that first hour when mm-hmm. they're both sleeping um, now, I know that's not going to work for everybody because, <laughs> quite frankly, uh, some of y'all don't wake up early and there's nothing wrong with that. So the alternative, <laughs> the alternative so is when your kid goes <laughs> to sleep, you still have that, that same space. And even if you're not thinking about magic um, per se, mm-hmm. but just being a new mom. 
a new parent, Mm -hmm. taking time for yourself is super fucking important. Like being a parent Mm -hmm. is really hard. Being a parent with a baby is really hard. Uh, I'm in a situation where my partner is just as involved as I am and I'm burnt out all the time. I can't even imagine stay-at-home parents, single parents, etc. There is nothing wrong with saying, hey, I need a little break. Um, That doesn't make you a bad parent. (laughs) It just means you're a human being who can't constantly be going. So I think magic aside, Mm -hmm. taking time for yourself, even if that time for yourself is 15 minutes, is super important to take it when you can. Um, I know taking it Mm -hmm. whenever you want is not realistic for everybody, but where you can and when you can take it. And if you can use that for magic, great. (laughs) It's good. Uh, I also think just having kind of a more simplified ritual for yourself daily ritual meaning not ritual magic but just like the rituals that we do when doing magic um it can get more small scale you know light light Mm -hmm. an offering candle in the morning at your altar and have a little quiet prayer to yourself a little quiet intention for you know 10 15 seconds and move on I know we've talked about this before with like ritual work and magic having to be this grand Mm. elaborate thing. And I think that (laughs) I think that ceremonial orders even like because because Wicca ultimately is a offshoot of ceremonial magic. Right. And it is such a prevalent part of our community that it becomes really easy to find yourself falling into the trap that you have to be doing this ceremonial magic and that is not everyone's practice and that's okay Mm -hmm. honestly i think motherhood is what's made me accept the practicality and Mm -hmm. like simplicity of like household home and hearth magic like i know that that's what i thrive on and If I try to make myself be anything more than that, I end up like, it's just not my thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't do it. I know that a lot, uh, there's been really large discussion and discourse around the idea of armchair magicians. And I think that that discourse is really valid. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, an armchair magician, in my opinion, is somebody who does a lot of talking and no practicing whatsoever. And practicing can vary you know, to a little bit, to a lot. You know what I mean? It's it's a huge <laughs> sliding scale. And even if you're only doing a teensy-weensy little bit, right, that's still doing something. Um, and you should mm-hmm. give yourself some kudos where kudos are due. And I think that the type of people that... I don't know, get their jollies off constantly, like ripping up other people and their practices are the most miserable fucking assholes around. Like, sorry, but like, go get laid. Don't you have something else to do? (laughs) Literally. Especially if all they're seeing is online. Like, no one's practice is 100% online or even like 10% online. Like, I know. Exactly. uh, I don't know. All I gotta say is if I ever get to the point where I am like, middle-aged and arguing with people on the internet like put a fucking bullet in my brain i am done it's a cry for help put me down like old yeller speaking of brains how do you deal with mom brain i don't that's it's that simple listen i would i 
everybody asks this question. They're like, how do you deal with it? I, I don't. Like, I just don't. I don't have a solution. Um, I wish I had one. <laughs> I don't have it. Like, so since giving birth, since giving birth, I, when I was a kid, I had a stammer that would um, mm-hmm. show up from time to time. I, I didn't have a stutter so bad that like, you know what I mean? I needed speech therapy or anything like that. But I, I do have a stammer that happens. Sometimes I'll just get stuck on a word and I can't move past it. Since giving yeah. birth, my stammer has returned. And I'm really grateful. Oh, no. I'm really grateful because it's never come out here on the podcast. Um, and my husband yeah. and I were actually just talking about that yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to talk about it. I told him yesterday, I was like, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on the podcast. And I know that it's going to happen because I've said it out loud. But like, <laughs> it, it's come back so badly. And by the time I get the word completed and I'm able to move forward, I've forgotten what I forgotten entirely. I hate that. Oh, I, like, I don't so even sorry, know. Hun. Don't know what we're talking about here. <laughs> Could not tell you. <laughs> I have never seen that man in my life. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have any hot tips for that. What about you? So I actually I have a chronic illness that gives me like such bad bad brain fog that I can actually remember the last time I actually felt fully or fully awake it was like the seventh grade and I had woken up from a nap and that feeling of feeling like completely lucid made me cry but that was seriously that was the last time but now that I now add that in like with mom brain and whew, like a spirit to take the wheel so honestly though I struggle every day and honest I've honestly learned to live with it and I think listening to your body's rhythms and giving yourself grace is key it is all a part of that you know no one is perfect you're no one's a perfect witch you're um and you know you forget that herb you're human made a mess you're human forget the full moon you're the worst human i'm totally kidding but (laughs) we're all human you are the worst human (laughs) that is why i actually am up for the death penalty (laughs) (laughs) but i just think like being kind to yourself like a lot of people especially you know witches in general are hard on themselves (laughs) and parents are hard on themselves just be kind and for myself i find like having a form of caffeine, you know, helps and not, um, not giving any medical or herbal advice. But for me personally, I found lion's mane mushrooms help Mm. and keeping my inflammation down as much as possible helps. And I do that by I've eliminated gluten and dairy from my diet. And that has helped a lot. But yeah, those are my tips. It's not perfect. I still struggle, but I've learned little maneuvers to make it better. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I love I love too just that we're both like just accepted. It. it is what it is. <laughs> just embrace it. Here's the dealio. Your brain it, it, it fell out when you had that baby. It's mush. Okay. It's mush. It fell out it's when gone. you had that baby. So just deal with it. <laughs> oh goodness all right and so the last thing that we were going to talk about miss maria is incorporating your little one in your practice how do you do that do you do that so i 
I think incorporating littles is such an amazing way to keep your practice going when you become a parent, especially if they show interest in it. I think showing interest is very, for myself, it's very important. I never want my child to feel like indoctrinated into something that doesn't resonate with them. But luckily, my witchling has shown that they do like it. So, you know, I think having a child that gets involved helps you and yourself also connect with your inner child, which is important part of the craft anyways, mm-hmm. you know, and Starhawk said that, you know, witchcraft is fun. It offers us a chance to play, to act silly, to let our inner witch come out, out of foolishness and play creativity is born and children help us um, take things less seriously and accept the mess. And that is okay to be messy, you know, believe in magic mm-hmm. and act silly to all doing spell work. And, I don't like, I just, I love that because, and I think when we fight against that and try to be very like, no, 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 do it this way. Not only is it hurting our child whose natural instinct is to play and to have fun, Mm -hmm. but it's also hurting our practices as well. But like, um, I find that Sabbaths, equinoxes, solstices, whatever you celebrate are a fun way to get children involved. There's just so many activities for children to do um, during those. Like we have the spring equinox coming up. Why not tell the littles about the goddess who turned into a rabbit who laid eggs and um, paint some eggs, plant a garden together, talk to those plants. And I also think... If your little is serious about magic, helping them with daily devotional work is important and helping them also think about how they can use magic to their benefit. Like, let's say they want to get a good grade on something. Do a spell jar together. Tell them what each herb corresponds to and why. You know, feed that blossoming witch all the wisdom you can. And if you don't know something, look it up. Learn yourself. I, you know, if... I also want to share something that like uh, the coffee cup, which on Instagram does, it is just so wholesome. (laughs) I die like in the morning, her family sits around a table and each of them pulls a tarot card and her little one tells them a story (laughs) that relates to his card. They call it like tarot story time and it's adorable and I'm here for it. (laughs) <laughs> but it's just all relates to like feeding like children who have an interest in it and just you know encourage them and indulge so and play with I really them i love that a lot that's so, so cute how about you? <laughs> well mine is still very small um just uh so just sm- a little worm um Um, (laughs) and for me right now at this stage incorporating them into Mm -hmm. my practice is really minimal it's very non-existent in a lot of ways i'm a very big believer in similar to what you said not wanting to make them feel like they're indoctrinated into it i want them to be raised around different viewpoints and to make their own decision Uh, their father is Mm -hmm. a catholic i am a witch we have like similar views about things but a lot of our views are incredibly different and i don't want them Mm -hmm. to feel as though they have to believe one way or another i think that a huge part of religion and spirituality has to be a choice that we make for ourselves now that being said i obviously am not uh 
going to hide my practice, uh, just like I would not expect yeah. their father to hide their religion at all. This is just experiencing different things and making our own choices. So for me right now, a really big part of incorporating them is incorporating them in things like um, protection magic. I've got, you know, mm-hmm. maldeojos on their wrist. And in the mornings, um, if they're up with me, the, they'll help me light candles and stuff like that. They don't really know what's going on. But, you know, <laughs> we're having a good time so anyway. <laughs> uh, and just little things like that. But in terms of like anything bigger than that, my child is still too small to even consider that conversation yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so just really just being involved in protection magic and that sort of stuff blessings here and there um mm-hmm. but yeah i think your tips were very like good in terms of incorporating because your child is Thank much you. larger than mine <laughs> <laughs> oh believe me you're gonna blink your eyes I and they're it. going you to be like the same because he's a bad person and should belong in federal prison <laughs> um he says to me he goes you know, think because you know we've been married for seven years because we just had our anniversary on the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, we have. That's crazy. And he goes, think about how fast that's gone by. And I was like, where, where, where are you going with this? <laughs> and he goes, it's gonna go by that fast for the baby. And I was just like, uh, die, die in a house fire. Why would you say that to me? <laughs> Why would you say that we to actually me? do that all the time too? Because my witchling's about to turn thirteen, and we go, wow, thirteen years went by super fast, and I think in another thirteen years they're gonna be twenty six freaking years old. Shut up. 26 i just i can't i cannot i cannot like it stresses me out it stresses me out (laughs) no it really stresses me out this like we're really veering off here but i used to nanny (laughs) the family i nannied for when i started working for them Mm -hmm. the the baby i worked with was three months old pretty much almost exactly like to the day and I worked with them all mm-hmm. the way until she was four and a half. Mm-hmm. And we went and saw them a couple months ago. And my baby was three and a half, four months old. And I was like, and yeah. I got a picture of her holding the baby. And I'm just like, like, you two are the same. Like, it's like the same age. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> you're holding my baby who is the same age as you were when i met you and now you are explaining nfts to me and how they work and that makes me (laughs) just so unhappy (laughs) it's just crazy it's crazy how time flies and i hate it um so i'm sure i'll blink and then Mm -hmm. we'll be doing like i don't know sabbats together or something like that or maybe we'll be doing tarot breakfast talks as well (laughs) oh it's so cute it doesn't feel like like Uh, it's almost been eight months since they were born doesn't feel like it no no it does not like i I think it's the mom brain (laughs) i really do i think it's a mom brain that makes us time travel (laughs) i despise it so anyway anyway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness oh. 
stirring your cauldron right now. Oh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> I love this segment. Yes. Me too. Okay. <laughs> so keeping in the theme of this podcast, apparently, I've been working a lot with motherwort lately. And mm-hmm. I've been finding it honestly amazing. Like motherwort is a plant of the mint family. So like its leaves look a lot like mint. And I think it's like fuzzier than mint. But I don't know. I don't personally grow it myself. I buy it from other people. But just like mugwort is known to be a weed and an invasive one at that. But it is amazing medically and holistic, uh, not <laughs> magically and holistically. <laughs> the Greeks used to give it to pregnant mothers to help them with labor and anxiety, which is why we call it motherwort. And I feel that motherwort as a herb is like the empress and the queen of pence in like spell work. It represents a hug, loving atmosphere and helps with self-belief. Mm-hmm. And on a holistic note, it helps with things like cramps and muscle tension. And if you have something like endometriosis, it can aid in like helping your body chill the fuck out, at least mm-hmm. for me personally. And as always, don't add anything to your diet without talking to your doctor first. And <laughs> Well, anyways, I've been adding it to just about everything, like my teas and my smoke cleanses and a bunch of like different spell jars and like candle magic. And I've been like carrying it around because I've been getting in the habit of carrying around herbs I've been connect that I'm trying to connect with in order to form a better relationship with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just been nothing but good things with motherwort. And it's definitely has become a staple in my craft this month. But I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't use it at all. (laughs) I mean, I use it in like magic, but I don't use it for anything medicinal. Yeah. I don't even know what it it. tastes like. Does it taste good? It it tastes like herbs. honestly for me it does not have a distinctive taste like um even though it's part of the mint family i like i know some people i think say that it tastes minty it doesn't taste minty to me it just Hmm. it's very herby yeah if anything like it lean it doesn't lean fully on the mugwort side but it's like mugwort it's a herb (laughs) it's a herby herb right But yeah, I highly recommend checking it out because it's a pretty schnazzy herb. Is it schnazzy? (laughs) So schnazzy. (laughs) So Robin, what is not stirring your cauldron right now? Thank you so much for asking. (laughs) Um, For me right now, what's not stirring my cauldron is... Um, a really big trend that I've been noticing and it's been happening in a variety of different ways and with a variety of different people. So this isn't like a single person like call out or anything like that. (laughs) Actually, I couldn't even tell you specifically who it is I'm talking about. It's just little shit I've noticed. And then Mm. leaders dropping the ball in our community. Um, (sighs) 
I've seen is kind of been a, like a repeat trend recently of like people being like really fucking mean on the internet, like really mean. Uh, somebody like did a whole smear campaign against like a nobody creator. Um, another person like basically sicked their entire Discord off of somebody who didn't agree with them. Um, people like being harassed by creators because uh, I don't know for clout or conversation it's like a lot like I'm sat back and I'm just like whoa (laughs) (laughs) it it, it, like I said I, I couldn't even tell you specifically what any one of these instances are unless you like really held a gun to my head and I had to sit and like think about it but it has been a a growing trend that I've noticed and it's really been Mm -hmm. disappointing me Um, yeah I'm just disappointed (laughs) like especially with that whole like um that whole thing about like them banning Instagram um, banning witches on Instagram and TikTok and how like big name creators are making videos about this saying it's gonna happen and so I think that is so irresponsible but like I it's just humans are so freaking messy Mm -hmm. and like we're all messy 100% and it's just like our like people don't think things through before like doing these things and then they're like oh well shit now I have to pick up the pieces because you know Mm -hmm. I completely or they don't and then they dig their hills in and it's just if you make a mistake own your messiness like we're all messy we're all messy and like I don't know I uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of how to word this without being a jerk myself but there's been just this growing number of people in our position Mm -hmm. um that i think that we're really blessed to be in which is getting to share our knowledge and conversation with other people um who take that really for granted and they weaponize it and Mm -hmm. i don't know it just I have a really, really big problem, I guess, with y- using your followers as weapons. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and I don't just mean weapons like sicking them after somebody, but also using mm-hmm. them to create content that is, is targeted about them in a negative light. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say it's probably been a dozen instances and, and since probably December, maybe mm-hmm. maybe November, um, where I've been seeing this stuff happen. And, you know, I try to stay out of it because, quite frankly, you know, not my circus, not my monkeys. But <laughs> it, it has been really un- unfortunate. And, um, you know, I try to call people out that I know privately when, when mm-hmm. I see this sort of thing happen. Because first of all, I don't think that somebody needs to be publicly shamed to correct their mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we as a community, you know, we deserve better. We've got these people that are such pillars in our community that treat people just badly, just really mm-hmm. badly. Like... And I just don't treat- know how people find energy to act 
that way. Me like, either. And like, I'm already stressed out that enough. If you don't like another creator <laughs> for whatever reason, another author, another podcaster, a uh, blogger, YouTuber, fucking whoever, and you are a creator. <laughs> You know, I feel like that can be resolved off of the internet. Um, mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, pick up the phone and call them. And if you don't have your their number, you probably don't know them well enough to be making comments on, like, who they are as people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really been bumming me out, if I'm being really honest with you. It's been hard to watch. And, like, I actually talked about this in the Discord the other day that, like, there's so much subtweeting that goes on on Twitter. I don't know... I don't know when something's a subtweet all the time. And like, I found myself in a position where I was accidentally perpetuating a really like mean subtweet thread because the, the, the original tweet on its own, I was like, yeah, all right. I agree with this. Like, that's true. So I, I, I didn't know what was going on (laughs) and I just retweeted it. And then I come to find out several hours later that it's like a bunch of really unkind snarky shit going on. And I was just like, Whoa. So like I deleted my retweet of that original post, but I was just like, Hey, guys, what if instead of subtweeting, you just say it with your full chest or don't say it at all? Like that old expression, if you got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like, I, agree. I don't know. Like, and I'm not sat here on a high horse <laughs> pretending like I have not participated in this stuff, this stuff at some points in my life as well, or even some points in the last couple of years. Like, I'm definitely not pretending I'm better than that or that I'm perfect at that. But I I do feel as though it's gotten to this point um, on social media where the... It's becoming f- a trend not to just, do. Not just a trend, but it's like the first reaction is to be like hostile and unkind. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I've got I've got a couple of accounts out there that I have blocked that are fucking obsessed with me and will not leave me alone, even though it's been over a year um, and I've moved on with my life. Uh, I've got people that I'm that I respect and trust and I'm watching them tear other people down over minor shit. And I'm just like, yo, (laughs) when did we get so hostile? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that people don't talk to each other anymore. And instead, like, it's a whole, like, they choose to fight instead, choose anger and stuff rather than opening conversation and having an honest conversation with someone because that's more scary than actually, you know, like calling. So, like, you're removing yourself from the situation in Mm -hmm. order when you post it on the internet. You're removing yourself because... You know, you're just shouting on the web. You're not going to face consequences for what you're saying. So, I mean, you will, but not in the same level of saying it to someone's face when you have to, like, discuss it with them. Because you would have to learn as well. And people don't want to learn. That's a harder route. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I guess, I think my, my, my little closing message on this segment is... Oh, people on the internet are still people. So mm-hmm. creators are people. Um, like I, I, say, I say that, right. I say that as a creator, um, I, I make mistakes, you make mistakes, etc. It's not about the fact that we make mistakes. It's how we handle those mistakes that matters. Um, first of all, second of all, 
our followers, our subscribers, supporters, listeners, they're also people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, accidentally or on purpose weaponizing your following to go attack some person that is just like just a person. They're not even a creator is not cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's just this, it's this real balance that I'm struggling to find myself in where I'm like, there's a difference between peers holding peers accountable mm-hmm. and leaders weaponizing like, yeah, I don't know the yeah. word here. The smaller accounts, people, regular people um, against yeah. them. And instead of like, yeah, instead of like instead of calling people out or even like being like, I saw someone doing this the wrong way. Like instead, just like do a post or reel or a TikTok about not pointing out who's doing it wrong, just showing it in a different light. Yeah, how instead you of, I do just, it. I, yeah, I guess the way I would look at it is instead of like belittling mocking or using somebody's experience as like a stepping stone for clout i think instead if you think that there's something wrong with something you've seen let's instead completely change the conversation to hey i've noticed this is a thing that some people do and i'm going to show you how i do it and Mm -hmm. lead by example was showing how you would do the thing (laughs) um instead of just like having these weird little like rage fueled arguments like uh, it's just silly to me and i am personally very tired of i don't know like weirdo strange men online like being horrible to me when i have no fucking clue who they are like Um, and then simultaneously tired of watching like but but like it's not just about me i'm all watching like people i respect like disappoint me by like you know what i mean like weaponizing their platform it's just yucky so anyway Mm -hmm. we can move past this but i am disappointed and bummed out and tired of it it's perfectly reasonable Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> no problem. If you've just joined us this week, every single week we talk about creators, photographers, artists, fucking musicians, bloggers, whatever that we're loving right now. (laughs) Uh, That being said, do not email us and ask to be on here. It's annoying. Stop it. So So rude. (laughs) Uh, Especially when you started off by being like, hey, do you and your friend want to do this? Like, what's her name? What's my name? What's this podcast called? (laughs) Even just asking and then being like... I love your podcast. Do you, Becky? Do yeah, you? Do you? Have what's you even listened? What's your favorite segment? <laughs> you don't even tell me what the favorite topic we talk about. What's your favorite segment? <laughs> anyway, uh, that being said, <laughs> Madame, yes, who are you loving this week? Uh, it's not another tarot deck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it black another tarot gold? deck. No, it's not, bitch. <laughs> 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 so go on then share with us okay, your okay, okay. definitely not black and gold zero day 
<laughs> it's beige, okay? And um, I think black. I think it's like uh, okay. Shut the fuck anyways. up! No, shut the fuck up! I'm like, is it black and gold? And you're like, no, bitch, it's black and beige, which is just another variation of fucking gold. <laughs> it might be it's- dark green, okay, and not black. <laughs> oh my god! Anyways, it's the La Flora Tarot deck, and. It is beautiful. Like all the card, like all the cards are different types of flowers that represent the cards themselves. Like the fool is a dandelion, like the little wish ones, you know, before they mm-hmm. blow away and turn into seeds. And then um, the devil is actually a snake, um, which is not floral, but will ruin your flowers. But anyways, and it's just a beautiful deck. Like it's. Very Maria. like the cardstock is like Maria. um marigold. What, what Maria, what? Maria, 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 Maria. Yes, I just looked it up. What's up, bitch? This is black and gold. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's. No. I'm gonna I post this in my stories. Not. We're gonna give it. We're gonna give people a vote here. Anyway, sorry. Continue to talking about how much you like it. <laughs> oh, it's white and black. It's white and it black. Is I'm looking at it is beige and black. Full stop. It's a wh- this is like <laughs> literally there, there is a white and black version, but this is beige and black. You are crazy. Anyway, <laughs> so the cardstock is like marigold stack, and if you've used it, it's like this buttery, oh, like a beautiful. Nice. Oh, so nice, so nice, and like so they're even like like that they're slightly waterproof which is perfect but um like the whole deck has like a luck theme to it as well and it's just it's so stunning and extremely well made and i like the extra cards that she added to the deck they're like uh, before the fool there's flora who represents the spirit of the deck and it's just mm-hmm. oh no mm, chef's kiss she also get, get, um in the box gave me like the special like oil blend that she made and it smells like fucking roses Ooh. and it's amazing i don't know if you remember but do you remember emily lestrange uh do i remember please of course i do <laughs> do you remember the perfume they used to sell of hers at hot topic i don't but i know every single person misses that perfume so much oh, i'm pretty sure we've talked about this so privately good. before <laughs> It smells exactly like that. And I'm like, put it on me. It smells so good. Okay. (laughs) But anyways, who you loving? I am loving somebody that is called the Queen of Skulls. And uh, it's it's like a... mm, She's got these things called Sirens. Um, they're so cute right so So she takes like taxidermy of like snakes and stuff like that and Mm. she kind of puts them together and makes these little sirens um i think it's really pretty because i am very pro like taking things that have died naturally and like giving them still like um like a second life yeah second life and i think that's really cool as long as it's done ethically of course um of course um so yeah it's really really interesting and i think they're so pretty and i love that she uses like these feathers to make like these mermaid tails like so cool 
I'd, I'd love to really, have like, one. They're so beautiful. <laughs> Even just her like snake ones are stunning. Like, yeah, 10 so out of 10. beautiful. How did I not know about her? Jeez. Even like her, how she takes like photos of her artwork is yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Ugh, talented people. So beautiful. So freaking talented. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode. We hope that you will join us on Friday, March 3rd for our fourth episode of season three. And we will be having an in-between episode next week. So the in-between. And this focus will be on love stories. Don't forget to send us your good, your bad, and your ugly love spell stories. Keep an eye out on our Instagram or on our Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Coffee and Cauldrons or Instagram at Coffee and Cauldrons Pod. Or you can go to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com, where we have all of our social media linked. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can join us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer your questions on our part two next time. And in an end, if you are loving Coffee and Cauldrons, please take a moment to review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. We definitely appreciate it. Yes. You'll even get to hear our lovely, sexy, sensual, super hot voices for an additional 30-ish minute episode for being on our Patreon, Casting Tyrant Up, for the part two episodes. So, again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from At A Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from At Maria The Arcane on Instagram. You ready? Yeah. (laughs) All right. One, two, three. Bye, That's only good, right? I think it was good. Yay!